0: Clinical Issues by Karen Decay. Mold in the OR. Question. We recently heard that ORs were being closed because of the growth of mold. What causes mold in the perioperative environment, and why is this a concern for surgical patients and perioperative team members? Answer. Seattle Children's Hospital closed 14 ORs in 2019 in response to the mold species Aspergillus, which hospital staff members found in a number of ORs and equipment storage rooms and believed to be attributed to air handler deficiencies. Aspergillus species are ubiquitous, existing everywhere in nature and in the hospital environment, and are the second most common cause of invasive fungal infection in the Prospective Antifungal Therapy Alliance Registry. Infections with Aspergillus species are of particular concern because they often result in death, even with aggressive antifungal treatment. The risk factors for development of invasive Aspergillus include leukemia, lymphoma, receipt of high-dose corticosteroids, a prolonged course of corticosteroids, prolonged neutropenia, solid organ transplantation, and AIDS. Obstructive pulmonary diseases such as asthma, cystic fibrosis, or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, also place an individual at risk for acquisition of invasive aspergillus. Molds require both moisture and nutrients for growth. In the right environment, molds spread and reproduce by making small, lightweight, drought-resistant spores that travel easily through the air, all of which contribute to their ability to survive for long periods. Mold spores are 2 to 10 micrometers in diameter, making them small enough to be deposited into the upper and lower respiratory tract if aerosolized and inhaled. Mold is composed of filaments called hyphae that form a visible web or mycelium as they grow on the nutrient source. Despite the mycelium's attachment, fragments can break free, and individuals can be exposed to these mold fragments. The indoor environment does not limit the availability of nutrients, because wood, wallboard, upholstery, and dust can all be nutrient sources. What can limit the growth of mold indoors, however, is the lack of moisture. Substantial indoor mold growth is almost always synonymous with the presence of moisture inside a building. Environmental sources in hospitals that have been attributed to the growth of Aspergillus species include open windows— Contaminated particle board frames surrounding air filters, exhaust ducts with filter contamination, and gaps present in filters or support frames that allow unfiltered outside air to enter. Construction and demolition in and around healthcare facilities also can spread Aspergillus species through ventilation systems if the air supply and return grills are not properly sealed. Inhalation of mold through airborne spores is the primary root of aspergillus exposure and infection. However, the development of a fungal infection is dependent on the extent of mold present and the extent of the person's exposure to the mold and his or her susceptibility, that is, immunosuppression allergy. Infection may be limited to a specific organ or disseminated throughout the body. Clinical manifestations of aspergillus species infection are most often seen in the sinuses or lungs. Sinus involvement can present a sinusitis with rhinorrhea, a nasal obstruction, or invasive sinusitis with vascular infiltration. Aspergillus species can colonize the cavities of the lung and form pulmonary aspergillomas, or fungal balls, which are an accumulation of aspergillus species hyphae, fibrin, mucus, and cellular debris. The aspergillomas can form on their own cavity or develop inside an existing lung cavity, for example, bullous emphysema sarcoidosis. Patients present with hemoptysis, and may require surgery to remove the infected tissue as a result of the inability of antifungals to penetrate these cavities. Disseminated disease involving multiple organ systems also can occur, though usually with concurrent lung involvement. Invasive pulmonary aspergillosis most often results from immunosuppression, steroid use, and neutropenia, and patients may present with fever, dense pulmonary infiltrates, hemoptysis, and pleuratic chest pain. Invasive pulmonary aspergillosis causes rapid tissue destruction and quickly can become fatal if untreated. If neutropenia continues to persist, Invasive pulmonary aspergillosis almost always leads to death.